Hi, this is Tom from The Happiness Quotient. Thank you for clicking on this episode. If you've chosen to listen to some of my first episodes, 60 or so, they were created before I changed the name to The Happiness Quotient. Don't be confused if you hear my voice welcoming you to Baker Street with Tom Pollard or if you hear me referencing my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery, you're still in the right place. Until I'm a big star and can hire an editor and producer to change every episode to reflect the platform, my gut tells me you'll be okay with hearing Baker Street or Everest Mystery when you click on an episode to The Happiness Quotient. It's all me. So let's just consider us one big happy family where we all learn together brought here by our common interests and our desire to create a better world one episode at a time. I love you. Thank you. Now to the episode. Welcome to Baker Street, episode 22. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. It is great to have you here. Took last week off. I was busily preparing for a wedding of my nephew, Trevor, and his now bride, Thaley. What an amazing wedding. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a minute. But cool that it's episode 22. I used to work for a TV station, an NBC affiliate in Springfield, Massachusetts, Channel 22, WWLP. And I loved working there. It was the 80s. We were young, kind of rowdy. And when I worked the weekend night shifts, we would hurry, get into our cars, and haul down Proven Mountain as fast as we possibly could to get last call at a bar in Agawam, Massachusetts, and uh, hit it hard for about 15 minutes until they kicked us out. And that was our big event on, on Saturday night after covering fires or parade or, or something like that or a car accident. And ironically enough, awesomely enough, one of my friends is still there. Barry, how's it going, my man? I wanted to say hello to you and thank you for for uh, kind of firing back up a, a friendship that without social media was dormant for years. Barry also interestingly covered me during my 2014 Mount Everest expedition, at which time a huge avalanche took the lives of 16 people. Barry contacted me in base camp and performed a Skype interview with me which went all over the airwaves on channel 22 i recorded and saved some of those skype interviews which um i'm gonna have to make available for you here the music we're listening to is by Barents Whitfield and the Savages. And I found the music on the Free Music Archive. 
and it is a live performance. Sounds pretty obvious right there at Monty Hall. This is part three, and you gotta love the band. I would think anybody who heard an album or a song title called Dig Thy Savage Soul as something worth listening to. They are covering here a song called Rambling Rose. It's an MC5 cover, and if anybody doesn't know who MC5 was, well, they, they don't really know much about rock and roll or the history of. So MC5 was a great counterculture uh, rock and roll band. So it is awesome to be here. I love this podcast. I've really enjoyed it. And I've been keenly trying to figure out what the best category for me to be in is. Uh, one week in the United States for the self-help category, I skyrocketed up to 60, top 60 in the United States. And I'm, let me put it this way. There are literally, I believe, 800,000 plus podcasts throughout the world. So I guess when I hit 60, it must have been somebody was looking out for me. But you know what? I'm not here for that. I'm here to share great ideas, uh, provocatively provoke, if you will, uh, all my listeners, including myself. I was telling you that I was at a wedding this weekend for Trevor and Thaley. I was the wedding officiant. Yes, I am a, an ordained minister, and my nephew Trevor asked if I would be happy enough to do their wedding, which was last weekend up in, in Maine, and it was a beautiful wedding. I was blown away at how wonderful the facility was, and I jokingly say that when I heard that they had gotten engaged on a place called Mosquito Mountain, I thought, oh, here we go, so now we're going to have a, a wedding up in Maine, and it's going to be Black Fly Wedding, but it wasn't. It was cool enough, just beautiful days, but cool enough, and and, and such an idyllic wedding. I, I loved it, and the honor was mine to be the efficient of it. And, and I'm going to share with you bits and pieces of that talk that I did, because the efficient gets to say his due before the vows are shared between the bride and the groom. And then after that, then the rings are exchanged, and you pronounce them man and wife, or husband and wife, or whatever they want to be called. And I spent a lot of time. I really, really struggled with this one. I wanted it to be perfect and appropriate and do the right thing and make it memorable and but not be too preachy. Like some of my podcasts have been really going deep about the meaning of life. And so I started off by handing Trevor and Thaley each a rock, a small rock that I had taken from Everest Base Camp in 2019 on my recent Everest expedition to the north side. And I talked to them about these rocks coming from one of the most important mountains in the world where a great energy center was located and asked them to hold those rocks tightly in their hand. And I said, some would say that the world is your oyster. And cliche, right? But what, what does that mean, really? And, and, and it depends on what you want your role in life to be and, and what part will you play. 
And it was at this time that I read a stanza, a very well-known one, at least part of it is, from Shakespeare's As You Like It, and he wrote this for his character Jacques, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man or woman in his or her time plays many parts. Anyway, what does that mean? As the all the world's a stage words come out, one can see that as kind of an ontological study, which is really a question about the structure of our lives. And I'm stealing that from my favorite philosopher, uh, Jordan Peterson. But here we are, all players on this stage that we call life. And when we look at it that way, we realize we exert a significant element of control over the course that our life follows. I mean, it's true that people can suffer miserably through no fault of their own, but it's also true that in addition to seemingly random occurrences that happen to make one's life difficult, that they can, by their own actions, can contribute in a greater way to make their suffering deeper and further, not only for themselves, but their loved ones and the people around them. So if all the world's a stage, then what part will you play? What is it that you are here to do? How will you put your mark on the future? Now, I'm 58 years old, so I've thought about that a lot over the years. And to be honest, I still feel like I have a long way to go to determine what my ultimate fate or legacy is, if I have one of any deep meaning. Yup, exactly. So I'm shooting this and I can hear a chainsaw in the background. Perfect. That's why people shoot in studios. Well, you know what? I'm going for it. So... One of the things I would suggest to you is not to be a marionette, not to allow life's happenings and comings and goings be the thing that determines where we go in life. And by taking control, by choosing our own role. And Trevor and Thaley, I called them lovers, they're givers, kind people. It was so easy for me to see that their future is certain to be filled with love and beautiful friends. It's just so obvious. I mean, these are good people. So when I started it, I said, the world is your oyster. And for all of us, we move forward into an uncertain future. I mean, no one can predict it. Uh, we have to contemplate first about... I guess what our rights are, but, but more importantly, especially for young people, equally for young people, what their responsibilities are. And that begins with something so simple yet so powerful and poignant as the vows that they were going to exchange that day on September 14th. So it's not your rights that give life meaning, it's your responsibilities and how you handle them that give life its meaning. And I, I scratched out this, this thing about fear and how fear has power over those who don't understand that the reason fear has power is because people don't understand that the thoughts 
that we give strength to in our brain and our heart, that we give credence to, is what creates our reality. So if we walk around bitterly or angry, then we're a bitter, angry person, right? If we think, oh, I'm screwed, man. Look at, look at that guy, doesn't want to hire me or to, to give me a raise or pay me this kind of money. Bastard, you know? And, and so going around like life is being inflicted upon us. On the other hand, about embracing each opportunity as it comes our way because things that happen in our lives the bad things are all opportunities for growth because it creates a scenario in which we are listening intently when something bad happens oh boy are we alert right so for me personally i know this sounds Maybe like I'm BSing you, but for me personally, some of the happiest times in my life have been when the chips are down, when things are really bad, because there's something really raw about it. Like I'm feeling each breath, each puff of wind that comes floating through the sound of the leaves, and I'm excruciatingly aware of each detail of life when there is suffering at hand. And it's then that I'm able to make really crystal clear decisions. That's the part that I scratched out and I jumped right to the idea of confronting the challenges that come our way by facing challenges, not with malevolence or anger or judgment. Why me? Why me? Oh my God, my life is such a bane. And oh, I'm just, if it weren't for bad luck, I would have no luck at all. But the understanding that within each challenge is the kernel of life that really makes us grow in wisdom. I need a help in hand. Yeah, I need a helping hand. Yeah, and the one thing I heard recently, sometime before the wedding, was that each time we rise to accept a challenge or to meet a challenge, however large or small, what happens is, is these neurons that have been laying dormant in our brain or our entire body, are, they come to life and they're stimulated. And then they start moving, synapses start connecting in our brain. And suddenly by accepting that challenge, we are literally growing, growing in wisdom. That's why a lot of old people are really cool by rising to meet challenges without malevolence or without anger or without judgment or without self-pity, we grow, we actually expand beyond whatever levels we had been holding ourselves within previously. And so if you put all that together and you, you think about the idea of a future life together, a husband and wife rising to meet each challenge together, just imagine the people that they could be or we could be by doing the same. Who would you be? Who would they be? And the answer would be everything that you could be. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not easy. Life sucks. We're all going to die, man. But if we look at these banes of existence that, that greet us around every dark corner and think of it as an opportunity to go deeper into the soul of the human being that we are, then we're going to be pretty freaking remarkable in a short amount of time. <laughs> So when we do that, the world is indeed your oyster. At which time I asked Trevor and Thaley to hold their hands out. 
And I said, open the doors and look inside. And there was a beautiful pearl in the shape of a rock from the base of Mount Everest. All the world's a stage. All the men and women are merely players. They have their exits and entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. What part will you play? Remember, the thoughts that we empower, the thoughts and ideas that we give life to inside our mind and hearts, no matter whether they're negative, positive, beautiful, kind, angry, vengeful, they create our reality. So if we want our reality to be joyful and positive, those are the thoughts that we need to empower. We're listening to Barents Whitfield and the Savages. I discovered them on the Free Music Archive. You know you can follow me on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, where, uh, where podcasts are found. And you know I have the YouTube channel. It's called Baker Street with Tom Pollard. I hope you'll subscribe to both. I will see you again next time for episode 23. So thank you for being here, and I will see you all real soon. If you're still here, please, I would love it if you checked out my Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Everest Mystery and my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery. Check me out. And as always, leave comments and share your thoughts whenever you can and share it with friends who might be interested in hearing or listening or watching. Thanks so much.